0: Good morning,
1: Judith. Good morning, Sonia.
0: Welcome to the Coach's Cup podcast. I am Sonia Green from soniagreencoaching.com.
1: And I'm Judith Fender. I'm one of the amazing
0: coaches with the No BS Weight Loss Program. And today we have an amazing topic for you on victim mentality. Mm-hmm. We never and coach, do we? Never. <laughs> never. We never coach ourselves on no, it
1: either. no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I, I, in all seriousness, I want to start this episode with a bit of a disclaimer. First, we are talking about victim mentality, not victim status. Mm-hmm. There are absolutely victims in this world. You know, things happen every day that create victims in the world, and we are separating this into a discussion of victim mentality, but if you have been the victim of, you know, of, of some kind of trauma, Mm -hmm. then this is a situation where you may need to seek a mental health professional. We are not offering mental health advice.
1: Our discussion is for the sake of personal development, just general, everyday, improving your life. Yes.
0: So I did want to start with that disclaimer uh, and we absolutely acknowledge that victims exist in the world. Mm-hmm. So do you want to start us off with a definition, Judith? <laughs> you're, you're our webster you girl. This,
1: you had the simple definition. I had the wordy definition. You, yours was more simple. Mine, okay. mine mine was the, you know, the blaming yourself externally, blaming a victim mentality is someone who looks outside themselves and uses those circumstances as an excuse for their behavior. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I don't even have where I got this definition. I'm, I'm a bad researcher this morning, mm-hmm. Morning, but, um, someone with an external locus of control, mm-hmm. which is exactly what you said. Anytime We look outside ourselves for that control. We're giving our control away.
1: 100%. We're at the effect. I'm not sure. Is that with an A or an E of the world?
0: Yes. (laughs) Don't don't give me a grammar.
1: I know. I know. Um, I'm only 53 years old and I still. Yeah.
0: Um, But, you know, I want to point out here that victim mentality is not weakness. right? And so also, I don't want anybody to hear us saying that in any way, this is a weakness. Mm -hmm. Um, Victim mentality often begins in childhood. Almost always, that's where it starts. Mm -hmm. And it's used as a coping mechanism. So like most coping mechanisms, at one point, they were useful for our survival. So if you have a victim mentality that developed, that doesn't mean you're weak. That means you're smart. You found a way to survive and move forward.
1: Mm, We didn't pregame on this, but it made me think about, um, you know, so many parents where like I will coach parents around like letting their kids have losses while they're at home let them make those failing grades let them you know have their life at home so that they're not creating for themselves a victim mentality because what happens if the parent comes in and saves the child the child does not learn to save themselves
0: exactly oh my goodness I, yeah I can't even start on <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like thinking about the, the victim mentality and how it started and how, you know, it served a purpose or it could yes. have been a learned behavior.
0: Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, we, we, we are all, we all have a victim mentality at some point in our lives. Mm-hmm. I think that's safe to say, but um, this podcast is focused on how we can live our best lives. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, and I think it's safe to speak for you here. We will never be living our best lives if we are giving our control to somebody else.
1: Right. And even it's just, even saying it after with all the thought work we've had, it just sounds like, what, what we have, we have control of everything, what our thoughts and our feelings and our actions.
0: (laughs) I'm going to tell a story on myself and I didn't tell you I was going to tell this, but you're part of this story. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm, I am, uh, I'm the one that I'm still kind of laughing about it, but to talk about thought work and how victim mentality still creeps in, even though we're doing thought work, uh, I thought back to a couple of weeks ago and a couple of weeks ago, so my husband and I were in the midst of moving and um, we both tensions get a little high sometimes and I was helping him. Move something, and I wasn't paying attention closely, and uh, he got a little upset with me and yelled at me. Not, I mean, not terribly, but he is usually a very soft-spoken person. So, and and I am very tender-hearted that way. So when he did that, I it, it's funny because. I wanted to cry and there was a time in my life when I wouldn't have allowed that emotion to begin with. Mm -hmm. And when it happened, I recognized, Oh, I want to cry. I am feeling, I'm feeling ashamed. I'm feeling, and I went through the whole thing. I processed it. I cried. Um, and you know, later he, he apologized and I said, no, no, I said, this is, this is on me. I I am crying because of me, not because of you, but here's, here's the funny part. When I went to you, Judith, and I told you the story. (laughs) I I do remember the story. I do remember, yes said he made me cry. Oh. Do
1: you remember that?
0: Do you remember calling me did on that? I busted you on it. You did. <laughs> you totally busted me on it. You said he made you cry and and so and then we both had a good laugh about it. But it's funny because through the whole thing I was taking c- control and responsibility. I knew I was crying, I knew I was doing all the things, I was processing it. I was curious about why what he said to me was making me feel like what was the thought that was making me feel this way? But still, when I told the story to you, yeah. I said he made me cry. <laughs> so victim mentality is tricky, it's sneaky. Mm. Mm-hmm. And and it will sneak in there and get you, even if you do thought work on a regular basis. Right.
1: Well, it's self-preservation. Like we don't we don't want to feel bad, right? We we are the habit brain wants to keep us safe, keep us comfortable and avoid pain.
0: Yes. and Crying sounds like pain. <laughs> and how, how many years have I been saying, have, you know, we're, we're taught from a young age. Oh, did, did, did Johnny make you cry? Oh, did, did Susie hurt your feelings? You know, mm-hmm. we're taught that language mm-hmm. and, and I'm not blaming anybody for doing that because we all use that language. I've used it with my children, but. It's a victim mentality. We're taking the control away from us and handing it to somebody. Right. So true. Mm. So I just had to tell on myself a little bit. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I've, I've been thinking about it a lot since then, you know, because you think you've got it cleaned up. But the beauty of victim mentality is it's like diet mentality, mm-hmm. it's learned. Mm -hmm. and we can unlearn it Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: we can take back control and responsibility anytime we want to
1: anytime we want to
0: you said something when we were pre-gaming this morning that I think is really a great mantra for this because sometimes you know clients don't understand that they are swimming in the river of victim mentality right right
1: yeah, was it when I said if you have awareness you have a choice? Yes. I mean there's the bottom line. There is so much, you know, as there's nothing like being a coach and having a client who who has awareness and sees and then there's the client who cannot see the power of their choice even even after telling the story and even after coaching that how in the story you can really be. So, again, just highlighting if you um, have awareness, you have a choice.
0: Yes. And, and sometimes it does feel true, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I, we're we're in the middle of, of a change in the company. We don't have enough employees. Mm. I, I have to stop doing this and do that. I'm a mom. I have no choice. I have to. I have to fix dinner for my children. I have my to. Husband, have my to. husband.
1: My husband can't do it right. I've got to do it. <laughs> martyrdom. I mean.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Not
1: only I can do it the the right way. Yes. Somebody else's efforts can match up. They're not good enough. It's just me. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and you know that that's funny in itself. How sometimes victim mentality does create one of the characteristics is that martyrdom. We, (laughs) we make ourselves because we don't want to give up control. We give up control. Right. Oh, like nobody um, can do it better than me. So my husband can't do it right. So I have to do it. And and my
1: children can't suffer without me. I have to suffer for my child. Yes.
0: That's a big one too. Oh, (laughs) yeah. We could. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I could talk on that. So some of the characteristics, if you are, if you're curious about your victim mentality, tell them about the assessment that
1: you found. So, yeah. So, I'm, you know, doing, doing a little poking around research on victim mentality and I found a, uh, the locus of control attributional style test on psychology today. So if you just go to psychology and plug it in, It's a simple forty-seven question test, (laughs) and at the end, you will get one result, right? So it gave me like it was eighty-three. I was eighty-three percent internal focus of control, internal locus of control, and to get the rest of the results, it's six ninety-five. I did not buy the rest,
0: but but if you're curious, I I didn't realize this. I'm gonna go take this afterwards. Uh, because I'm a little, I'm a little curious about what mine is. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. It breaks it down into four different categories. Um, like how you see your personal successes, your progress. Mm, I can't remember what else, but you know, it's, it's easy enough. Yeah, it is yeah. Easy enough.
0: Another way without taking the assessment is just to look for the characteristics that we're going to talk about now. And you started us off with martyrdom. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything more about that. But generally one of the characteristics of victim mentality is negative thinking.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: Like the sky is falling all the time.
1: Right. And if and it's so true, because if you are, if you are in a negative, like, so we can all drop in and out of victimhood but yeah, when we yeah. have awareness we're choosing like we, we we can take responsibility from that internal place of what what we're thinking like covid right so many people blaming covid for everything but we know that we we know we've never had certainty it's just a it's just a circumstance <laughs> But adjusting our thinking and, you know, on a daily basis, sometimes when it affects our travel or we don't want to wear a mask or how our thoughts about so many um, things around COVID and how it changed our lives.
0: Yeah. 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 So that negative, that just feeling like it's, you're being rained on all the time, complaining a lot. It goes right. Along.
1: <laughs> hmm. Oh, uh, Yeah. Complaining a lot again, because you're not, you're looking externally at things that are creating unhappiness, unhappy thinking for you and that you are at the effect of
0: yes, the outside world. Yes. Yeah. So self-pity, feeling trapped. And then the last one I'm going to talk about, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more in depth is blame. If you find yourself blaming. I mean, all of these happen together. Usually when you're blaming, you're complaining and you're in a negative headspace and you're feeling sorry for yourself. So these all work together. But if you see yourself in any of these patterns on a regular basis, then probably you need to examine your victim mentality Mm -hmm. and blame I love Brene Brown's definition of blame. I think it's super useful here. She says that blame is the discharging of pain and discomfort, Mm -hmm. which ultimately tells me that victim mentality boils down to not wanting to accept the discomfort of responsibility.
1: Mm. And when I hear that, like, I, I totally agree. I'm thinking of, about weight loss. This makes me think about when we're in, when we're quitting, when we're, when we're getting ready to quit on ourselves and how like excuses and justifications alleviate that pain in the moment, that instant gratification, that the quitting on ourselves in that moment eases that pain. Like there's that duality
0: in seeking relief. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great, that's a great connection there. Yeah. We, we haven't practiced our, we, we talked the other a couple of weeks ago about our accountability muscle. We haven't, we haven't exercised our responsibility mm-hmm. because this is a re- response to an external factor. Mm-hmm. That creates victim mentality. So I can choose to eat. I can respond that way and make myself feel better. Mm -hmm. Or Mm -hmm. I can respond by saying, hey, yeah, of course I want this. Mm -hmm. It looks delicious, but.
1: So I had one of my clients listen. She listened to our accountability and she's probably listening to this one right now too. Um, (laughs) And actually asked me about that. She was just questioning me about my accountability, self accountability method, and I really couldn't put my finger on it. But doing this research, I was like, that's it. it's because I have such an internal locus of control. Yes,
0: like, yes. I
1: take responsibility for what goes in my mouth at every meal I show up to the food doesn't magically appear in my mouth. <laughs> I'm very aware. At, if you're, if you're personally accountable in every moment, boom, boom. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And you know, early in our in in our weight loss journeys, I, I think I'm speaking for most most women. It's easy to say something like, I don't even know how that ended up in my mouth. Like I don't even remember.
1: That's fascinating to me. Fascinating.
0: Yes. I but believe- yeah, no, I mean, I, I remember really being in the mirror. Like, why did, why did I do that? I don't even, it's like I was in a fog, but taking the responsibility, responding to it with awareness and not saying, uh, well, it was my boss or it was my husband, or it was my kids, or I needed something. Yeah. It, it comes inside, mm-hmm. it comes inside. And I want to So I want to talk about how blame is not useful to us uh, when we blame others, but there's also Mm, mm self-blame that's, that's easy for us to, I guess, confuse with responsibility. So I'm telling all the marriage stories today. (laughs) (laughs) Go girl because I guess, because that's, you know, a lot of my learning is, is from that. But when my first marriage was ending in the beginning, I took complete responsibility for it. It was a hundred percent me. He, he hadn't changed. I was the one who changed, you know, blah, blah, blah. I had the whole story as I processed that over the years. And, and it's been, you know, I don't know it's been almost 15 years ago, but what I realized was I was in my own victim mentality of self blame mm. by and and I still take responsibility. I mean, I initiated, I, I had plenty of responsibility for my divorce, but taking total responsibility. That wasn't fair either, and that wasn't useful for helping me move on. So self-blame often can come in, and you use it as a way to beat yourself up. Well, so uh, it's your fault. I, I'm the one that changed. He didn't change. I'm the one that changed. A relationship is complicated and complex, for one thing. So anytime more than one person is involved in a situation, there's when two, two consenting adults, let me put it that way. When two consenting adults are involved in a relationship, then there is always responsibility on both sides. So accepting self-blame isn't helpful. Yeah,
1: I know. No, I'm just so loving what you're saying. And this is like a a segue, like I'm going to bring it back to eating. And we did not pregame on this either, but I'm, when I hear you say that, I think about, you know, like when I, when I was a binger and how the shame associated with binging is when you turn it all in on yourself, Yes, there's something wrong with me, you know, and when you take full responsibility, I did this and I'm, I'm bad, I'm wrong, like blamed into shame. Yeah. So, okay.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's how oh, I love, I love how that, that complements it. Um, Yeah. So blame is bad. It's giving up control, whether you're blaming self, whether you're blaming others, it's a way of trying to discharge that pain and discomfort. Mm -hmm. And guess what? I mean, we've been talking for over a year now about how it's okay to experience your negative emotions. It's Mm -hmm. okay to experience the discomfort. Wanting something that looks delicious and not eating it. Yeah. Choosing not to. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. taking back control.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Saying I've had a really hard day and I didn't have time to cook. So I just ran through the drive-thru at McDonald's
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I somehow found myself eating a Big Mac and fries, large mm-hmm. fries. You know, so that's not, that, that, that can't feel good. Mm-hmm. Pushing it. That's the thing. When you aren't taking control, you are allowing whatever that thing is you're blaming to have total control. And that feels really bad. Mm-hmm. It yeah. Creates feelings of helplessness. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, well, I was thinking, is this where
1: the, um, the cognitive dissonance back to, um, the, you know, that one of our basic needs is to feel good about ourselves. Yes. And when we're not feeling good about ourselves because we're having all these negative thoughts and turning it, you know, beating ourselves up, that, that creates that cognitive dissonance and we begin blaming, excusing, justifying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, victim mentality, it's just a learned response that mm-hmm. keeps us from having to feel pain. It could be for self-preservation too, right? <laughs> that's why that's why why it it many times comes up in childhood because we don't want to feel bad we don't understand how to cope Mm -hmm. but we also I want to encourage people to accept responsibility to get rid of their victim mentality because we can't have true intimacy Mm -hmm. with ourselves or with other people, as Mm -hmm. long as we are feeling defensive. And I don't think I mentioned, I don't think we've talked about defensiveness, Mm -hmm. but many times we know we're in victim mentality because we get really defensive.
1: Mm -hmm. So I could tell a story right here. Um, Something happened the other day. (laughs) I (laughs) I had a review of sorts and I received some feedback, some data, and i had an immediate reaction of what i thought was shame and later after doing some self coaching and getting coached and processing through realized it was it was vulnerability that i was feeling in that moment because it was important to me and i thought I, I i was doing the best i could right it wasn't like and i was not defensive and that's that was a real clarifying point for myself when i realized that When I was processing through this, I was, I was never defensive. I wasn't blaming, but hearing it, you know, I didn't meet this number and, and I was doing the best I could. And so back to if I had been defensive when I received the data, that would have been like an employee trouble. As far as I'm concerned, that would have been a moment of, it could have gone not in a good direction for myself.
0: Well, and how often do you hear that? You know, well, my boss hates me. Right, right. My professor hates me. My professor targeted me. Mm. I had to deal with that just last semester. Mm.
1: Uh, mm -hmm. Coaching someone on, um, literally said she was a pawn in the principal's game. And I was like, oh my word. You know, this was a huge, like talk, like feeling like so helpless, so hopeless at the whim of someone else's to just a flick of the wrist. And her position was changed and she, it was very helpless.
0: Well, yeah. let's talk about that for a minute because maybe your boss doesn't like you. Hmm. There are situations where your boss doesn't like you. And if you complain a lot and they're <laughs> all the time, it could be true that they don't You're like you. <laughs> But here's the thing, here's where we get the choice. And this is, this is the, the real beauty of getting, making the decision to get rid of victim mentality. It doesn't matter if your boss likes you, if the, pre, if the teacher likes you, none of that matters. Are you going to choose to give your control to that person? Right. right. You know, that's, that's where the magic is okay, your boss doesn't like you, fine. What are you taking responsibility for here? What can you take control of?
1: You know, so Corinne Crabtree, she used to use this story a lot when she would coach people and she would call it putting like, are you going to put all, it's like putting all your emotional needs in somebody else's basket and asking them to carry it around for you all day. Yes. That's it, and I thought I haven't heard her say that in a very long time. Let me please bring that back up. Yes, it's exactly what being letting someone else walk around with all your thoughts and feelings in their basket, and you have no power.
0: Somebody you're in conflict with. Mm -hmm. Mm You know, I'm just gonna give this. It's all their fault. I have to. They they're responsible for making me feel better. Mm-hmm. Are they, what, what are the chances that you're going to feel better if they're doing it?
1: Mm-hmm. So it comes back to what's in your control. Yes. What is always in your control, Sonia?
0: Our thoughts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My thoughts are always in my control. And when I get rid of that defensiveness, when I start accepting responsibility, huh, I have been kind of negative lately. And, and you know, I, I didn't really take that report as seriously as I should have or, you know, what, whatever the thing is, when we start taking responsibility, not blame, but accepting responsibility for our part in the relationship. Mm-hmm then I don't need my boss to like me in order to be a good employee
1: or to make changes. If you are having an eating pattern that is not serving you when you accept that you have the issue, the pattern, the binging Mm -hmm. and meet yourself with compassion and make those changes from the internal locus of control and not being at the effect because you have a stressful life or life is so crazy or your children or your husband or whatever. Yeah. And when you start looking inward, look inward that yeah. you can really begin the process of change.
0: And and I want to say again, that we all go through this. I oh, mean, gosh. I have had moments oh, where, that. you know, I'm like, I don't know, doing something or eating something I shouldn't, well, I'm going to show them. <laughs> And it's completely ridiculous because who do those who do those moments of victim mentality hurt?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna hurt you. Never gonna hurt them
0: because yeah. they don't
1: care. They, they
0: don't, don't have to fit in my pants.
1: Wait, no. <laughs> oh,
0: I've gotta fit in them. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I, you know, I have to live with me, and this is something that I say a lot. I have to be able to lay down and go to sleep on my pillow every night. Yep, yep. And the way I do that is accepting mm-hmm. what is mine mm-hmm. and not to others.
1: I'm exactly the same. When I was when the client was asking me about my personal accountability, you know, like I'm the one at the end of the day. I know. I have complete awareness of everything. I, 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 I we we need to do something about having so much awareness.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Maybe, There's something maybe to be said something. for that too. <laughs> and it takes time. So if you're new to this thought work thing, don't expect that you're going to have total awareness overnight. It's something that we have learned. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we still make mistakes. Sometimes we still say somebody made me cry. <laughs> but it's, you know, It's, it's knowing that I can experience the discomfort of accepting whatever it is.
1: Mm -hmm. It's that accepting creates, I'm going to use the word like uh, alignment. It creates continuity within, it creates um, balance, integrity, right? Trust,
0: like all those, what we call those
1: higher vibration feelings,
0: Ultimately, if we can, if we can give up the blame, the negative thinking, the complaining, the self-pity, we make room. Like you said, we make room for all of the positive emotions to come in. I can feel, I can feel whatever I need to. I can accept responsibility and I can look at that other person with a real feeling of compassion and compassion for myself.
1: Mm. It's such a good tie in right here. I'm thinking of like, we were talking about creating relief and how um, ju- excuses and justification create that instant relief, but you know what else can recreate instant relief is taking responsibility for your feelings. It does Thoughts feel like right there, you're taking personal responsibility releases yourself and you can lean into figuring it out.
0: Yeah. Cause we're human. Mm -hmm. we are not perfect. We are human Mm -hmm. all day long. Yeah. All right. So anything else you want to say about Mm. victim mentality and why it is, it's one of those other energy sucks. I mean, honestly, it just takes up all of your emotional energy,
1: right? If you feel like someone is carrying your, your feelings around in their basket or their back pocket, or you're at the effect, of the world take a minute if you're listening to this right and check in Mm -hmm. where can I what do I have control over am I am I making this a me problem or a them problem and how can I best serve myself and take responsibility for my thoughts and feelings today
0: yeah yeah because you know if Many times when I, when I'm coaching women on, um, something in their work life or their career, you know, Mm -hmm. and they're blaming other people, Mm -hmm. their thought is I want to change the circumstance. I want to get a new job. Yeah. But anytime you think that a circumstance change is going to take Mm -hmm. care of your problems, what happens? Oh yeah. The problem
1: goes with you. Yes. (laughs) That's like. You don't leave a marriage. You don't leave a job. You don't make these changes on your worst day. Right. You leave on your best day when you love your job.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is, and and it's not always easy. Nope. There are plenty of times when when you do need to leave your job, or you know, you may need to leave your marriage, but you need to also understand that any victim mentality that you have, that's going to follow you to the Mm -hmm. next job, to the next relationship, to the next day. Mm -hmm. So why do that?
1: Mm -hmm. And we're all, we're just one thought away. You know, when you have awareness, when you have the ability to do this, which you and I like the, the more, the more you practice thought work, the more you can see it on, on, in, in every moment of your day where you, we're always choosing.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So I I do want to come back to say, I do have compassion for people who do not have the awareness. I I think I was laughing, but, but it was with the, it's just with compassion.
0: Yeah.
1: The journey. Cause I, you know, we were all, we've all been there.
0: Absolutely. We have. So
1: We all have blind spots.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And this is, I guess, a good time to segue into uh, a call to coaching. If you're interested in coaching mm-hmm. on your victim mentality, whether it's around you know, other people, whether it's around food, whatever, then that's also a good time to get someone else's perspective. And a life coach can be a great person to help you with that and get you on the right track so that you can do your own self-coaching.
1: Mhm 100% all day long I would agree with that best investment I ever made
0: yeah so mm-hmm. if you're looking for a life coach um you can find me at sanyagreencoaching.com and so we can set up usually I do uh, a consult and then we set up a plan for you mm-hmm.
1: and if you wanted to work with me you uh would find me through the NoBS weight loss program
0: And also, I want to ask, while we're asking for all of these things, I wanted to ask you to leave us a review. A five-star review. A (laughs) five-star review. Yes, that's what I I always ask for a five-star. It's okay if it's four and a half. That's, you know, we can live with that, but no. But we do want those reviews because what those reviews do is they help other people find us. Is that true? that's true. Okay, yes. Can you educate us here real quickly? Well, the more reviews that we have, that kind of bumps up when people are searching. Okay um, That kind of bumps us up in the in the search. So we absolutely want those reviews. Uh, And it also gives people a reason to listen to us when they read the wonderful things that you all have said about, about our podcast. We, we appreciate that. We really do, but it also helps other people. It brings them in to, to find us and to listen as well. So So put your reviews in our review basket. (laughs) Yes, please, please put that in our review basket, whether it's on iTunes, Google podcasts, whatever, whatever outlet you use. All right, so we'll be back next week. Until then, I hope you have a wonderful week. Yeah, same. Bye-bye. Bye.